process, uh, you know, here through Jerry and Steven and Mike and Will um, and the scouts, you know, you know, I guess going on about 20 years for me in the NFL and, and seeing this process and what it looked like from start to finish, uh, I was certainly impressed by it. But uh, other than that, man, I'm excited to get rolling with you guys. So let's let it rip. Dan, what was your what was your assessment of this defense after you took over, and what do you feel you've been able to address with this draft and what you've done in free agency? Yeah, and I think what I can tell you is, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure from the time I got here to, you know, what it looked like and what we could do and help, you know, create an identity, you know, from a defensive standpoint. Um, you know, that is about the ball and, you know, ball hawking and the speed and the physicality that we'd like to play with. So. Um, First order of business was just obviously going through the team and through the roster and just like you would do, you know, any year to make sure um, you can feature the players in the very best ways. And so whether it's through, you know, the current team, through free agency or through the draft, you know, that always thought that's my responsibility to make sure I'm clear with everybody about how we'd feature the guys and find out what they do best. So I enjoyed that very much uh, going through, you know, all the games and the players and, and getting a good assessment on where we're at. Did you consider it a, a remake or did you feel there was a foundation in place and you just wanted to change some things or what's yeah there always be some change, you know, as you're looking to do things. And so for me specifically, um, you know, I'd been part of the same system for a good long time myself, um, both in Seattle and um, and Atlanta for for that time. So um, I had some things that I wanted to change as well. And so um, certainly a combination of things, uh, the foundation that, you know, that has been here, as well as some new things that I wanted to bring uh, into it and how we play and the style that will do that. Well, I just from a system scheme standpoint, is it this four-three scheme? Is the basis that you got youth in Seattle and Atlanta? Well, I'd say it's a, it's kind of a mixture, you know, because um, so much of the defense nowadays is played out of a nickel front, so that's more of a four-down of, of way you play. Um, as far as in the base packages go, um, it'll look more like a three-four look, and that would have been consistent um, whether it was the team last year or during my times in Atlanta as well. But more often than not, with most teams, you know, the nickel packages, which you know teams play. You know, I'd say close to 60 or 70 percent of the time, or more at a four down. Seems as if you've been always a coordinator, or even as a head coach, that like size and secondary. What does that do for your defense? I think just, you know, one, the length. And uh, you think about, you know, even in basketball, you know, somebody has to go out and defend, you know, to have that length to go defend. And so whether it's that corner, you know, where you can play right down on the line of scrimmage and make receivers have to go and release, or if it's a, uh, a safety or a linebacker who has to guard, you know, tight ends who have length, when you have length, you can match some of that. And uh, in the NFL, so many of the matchups are created, you know, on size or speed. So you want to have a roster that has versatility. And I think that's one of the things you know that I, I really admire about Mike and having the versatility of positions where you play more than one thing and so I've enjoyed you know like I said this process of going through it with Steven and Jerry and Will and Mike uh, talking about different roles for players and I think um, hopefully the next time that I visit with everybody I'll have a you know better sense of where we're at and what we can do based on my time on the field with them but until then uh, you know we'll still be working it out because my job is to make sure I can put the guys in the best spots of the things that make them all unique, and so I look forward to doing that. How about the defensive line? All three veterans that you signed in under the trade, so you have 34-inch arms. All three linemen that you drafted in the past few days have 34-inch or longer arms. Where does that length show up and why it's so important? Yeah, I think um, 
I think let's talk first with the big guys in the run game because uh, when you get a you know a chance to lock somebody out, now you can create that separation to go you know and defend and make a tackle. You know, a guy like Brent Urban who has this ability to you know get somebody locked out or Carlos in that space. Um, as a pass rusher, obviously, who are you going against are guys who have some long arms. You know, certainly a tackle, and that's no um, you know big secret. But that type of uh, you know hand-to-hand -hand combat you know when you have the length you can do that and then out on the perimeter whether you're at a linebacker or a safety you know who has the ability to like I said guard the big tight ends so it shows up in a lot of different ways um, sometimes when you're you know defending somebody and guarding them man-to-man -man, or other times in the run game to lock them out or the last part I would say in the pass rush, uh, that ability to defeat somebody who has long arms. So I think it shows up all over. And the, you know, the, the bigger, the faster, the longer uh, that we can play, the more aggressive we will be. Because we like to play certainly in a bold style. So having guys with length and speed and the run and hit factor, that's a big part of it. What, what does that mean for someone on the roster who it was here before you got here. They might not have that length that is your prototypical right. type of quality for a guy with 31-inch or 32-inch, 33 or what, what's the, what, what point do you draw a line and say there's more to football? Way more, yeah. I think that's very more than fair to say. Um, it's not one size fits all, and uh, what you're trying to do is find, you know, something unique that this player has. And so it's one of the things I enjoy about scouting. When, you know, we bring a player onto the team, I say this is the role I see for that person. That doesn't mean every single guy has these certain specific traits, but you do want to find as a coach, you know, what makes this player unique and what things can he do as opposed to the things he can't do. But uh, having speed and length, it helps. But by no means is that uh, there's been plenty of good players that you guys have covered and I've coached that didn't have the same length, but um, it does give you a good basis to start. What position did Lake Vanderus play? What position will Jalen Smith play for you in the Yeah, both linebacker. You know, that's you know where they've been and where they're oh you know what? <laughs> That's, uh, you know, as we're getting through it, uh, like I said, the next time we talk, I'll have, um, you know, better, um, hopefully some better answers. We've been on the field some together. But uh, what I can tell you is that both these guys are really getting after it and putting in work to, you know, to have a fantastic year. So um, we've added some other linebackers as well. And so that's why um, let's get out and work together. You know, there'll be some competition where we're going. But uh one thing I do know is both these guys are really good players. And uh, as opposed to, oh, where are they going to go? It's like, how awesome is that, that we've got you know, more speed, more length, you know, more run and hit players. And uh, to me, as a coach, I couldn't be more pumped for that. You brought in Keen O'Neill from, from Atlanta. Yep. You're going to use him at Atlanta. You cover the vision for him, as well as the vision for Michael Parsons. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Kiki's a, a player I've known for a long time. And so adding somebody with his speed and his physicality, you know, onto our defense, we just thought, you know, that's something that we need. And so the same thing with Micah, you know, to have the ability to add guys onto our defense that have that kind of speed and physicality. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the different packages and how we'll feature the guys. And uh, it'll take us a while to, to figure all that out. But having those types of guys, it makes you want to have, okay, here's some packages. Here's how we're going to use the guys. We're looking forward to doing that. He will be a linebacker. He will be a linebacker. How important is it to have a guy like him and, and KZ's here as well that you, they have background with you so they can kind of tell the players hey this is what he means this is what it's. Yeah there's a uh, you know it's kind of like uh, they can get 
help on the communication that much quicker to make sure, nope, this is what Q's saying here. We can go right to this spot and go to it. So having that ability to, you know, to kind of pass the message down the line, um, that's a big piece of it. But uh, the reason they're here is their football ability and uh, adding to our team and what they can bring. Both guys have had um, real experience as ball hawks. You know, I think uh, Kiki, you know, on the force fumbles side of things, KZ on the interception side. So having that ability to bring to the team, that's the first. That was paramount. But their ability, you know, to kind of pass the message of what I'm looking for, I think that's a big piece too. We'd love to try to connect dots with, with your history. So when y'all draft a guy like Micah Parsons, the names like names like Vic Beasley and Bruce Irvin get thrown around, is that remotely accurate in terms of what you think Micah can do adding some pass rush? You know, I recognize the question, but I think when we get to know each other more, you'll find out uh, that I don't like comparing a lot of players. And uh, for those who kids, like, which kid do you like better and talk about more? So uh, it's a real disservice, I think, at times to the young player. And I want Micah's identity to be Micah. And I don't want him to say, well, he's like a Bobby or a Vic or this. You know, like, I just want him to be the best version of him. And so... He'll see plenty of tape of players <laughs> that I've coached uh, at different spots, but uh, I think it's important for a player to, you know, develop their own identity and the unique stuff that they have because I think, um, you know, like this is a this is their first, you know, start into it. So um, as we get to know each other better, you'll you'll know. Um, I don't do a lot of comparing to players. Just um, the reason I'm here today is having this opportunity to had a chance to coach some really good players and uh, through my time. So I always uh, have a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah, one of the problems the Cowboys had, obviously, defensively last year was stopping the run. What do you feel like you've been able to do in free agency and in this draft right. to help solve that problem? Well, I think uh, when you you know assess everything, you want to make sure you know from an entire package that you're you know versatile enough um, defensively to have different packages, and also for the different styles of offenses you play. Just think of you know our league today to guys some who are wide open and spread it out to some who will pack it in and run some option stuff. The Baltimore's of the team, so you want to have enough different players that you're versatile enough to adapt to any offensive scheme. Some are going to play in three wide receiver sets. And some are going to play in you know two tight end sets. So having guys with different skill sets, that's a big piece to me. And so adding guys like we did up front with Watkins and Urban who have that kind of you know size to stand in and go. And then the ability of you know adding guys like we did in the draft who've got you know size and speed. Um, whatever style you know team that you're playing against, you want to be versatile enough to, to be able to say, all right, this is how we're going to match up and get it on. Just because we haven't had a chance to talk to you before, I was wondering just what is maybe the most appealing thing about taking this job and being a defensive coordinator here. Obviously, you would have had other opportunities, but why, why the Cowboys? I did, and uh, the, the reason I certainly chose to, to come here was, you know, the, the whole package of it. You know, it's, it's Jerry, it's Steven, it's Mike, it's the defense. It's what I think, um, you know, the type of program and place that I'd like to be a part of. So it really was a no-brainer for me when the opportunity, you know, was presented to me to come and be a part of this. And so I was very much looking forward to it. And like I said, over the last couple months I've been uh, really impressed with the process of how it's going so uh, I'm pumped to be here man I, but it was the, the whole thing of it you know why we think you know we can add to you know to some of the things here talk a lot about defense but how exciting is it to have the offensive guys as well as Dak and then those guys on that side of the ball that doesn't make life easier though for you on defense <laughs> Yeah, I, I spoke earlier tonight about the process, and I was impressed by it. And I, 
I would have said the same thing had we had uh, eight offensive players selected. So I don't want you to think I was coming in here and think, well, you know, okay, good job. But having guys like Dak and uh, to see him develop into the leader he's become, I think um, that goes a long way. You know, when you have a style of player like that who's leading in that way and the toughness um, for a long time having to go against, you know, uh, guys who are part of this offensive line, Zeke, you know, there's some guys that are tough to match up with. So to team up with them, uh, that feels damn good. What did you do in the couple, three months between Atlanta when it ended there and when you got here? Oof. Well, a lot, <laughs> you know, because uh, during that time, I wanted to do as big an after action on my own self to make sure um, you know, what could I learn from things that went well and things that didn't go well? And so I wanted to kind of do a, a 360 on, on the whole process first, you know, from the, the, the scheme side. So that included, you know, defensive cut-ups from 2013 to 2020. And that brought me into some of the system changes that I wanted to implement on the next lap around. I didn't want to just do a rinse and repeat. And so that was a big piece of what I wanted to do. The second part, you know, after the scheme piece to say, you know, what other things can I, you know, develop from my own self to say, these are some things uh, that I also ask players, I ask coaches, hey, man, if there was a, you know, one thing that you'd like to see, hey, I wanted real feedback to say, you know, I want it like right between the eyes, give me, you know, your vision, your truth. And so a lot of those conversations were good and they've helped me already, you know, starting into this job. So I did a lot you know, to try and make sure um, as the defense coordinator opportunities were going to present themselves that I would have, you know, be a better version of me as opposed to just right at the end of the season, you're going into the next lap and, hey, this is the system, this is how we're going to go. So it allowed me some time to study teams. It allowed me some time to study some offenses. And uh, at the time, it was painful to go through. But um, I would say looking back now, it was some of the most rewarding time because you just don't get to generally do that type of deep dive and background on yourself if you know season ends you're here and usually you're combine and then you go and so for me um, having those couple of months to reflect and say what'd you like what do you want to do better and now you can apply it that was a pretty cool time for me wasn't the I wouldn't recommend doing it you know? <laughs> but I would also say it was really valuable for me what was the, the best thing you heard from somebody that either critically or complimentary yeah I would say um, well like most of us you're probably looking for the critical things first and um, don't spread yourself too thin, you know, like a lot of us, I'm, you know, I like solving problems and I think as a head coach you do that and I can help with that and I can help with that and hey, I can help with that and so I just wanted to make sure like as I was heading into this one, man, just, you know, the best thing you can do is to help this crew and this group as opposed to taking on too many things. Sometimes I think when we spread ourselves too thin, too thin um, and here and here and here, then like, hey man, keep it really tight and the things that I, you know, can impact the most obviously here is the defense. And so I want to make sure just that's where my time and my focus goes to. A lot of times. It came from a good place, I guess, to try to help and do the other things. But at the end of it, I want to make sure, like, hey, man, just keep it right in the middle. Were you committed to getting back into the league right away versus or, – or were you just open to it? Or, or was there – what was your thought process there? Because some people like to get away for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah, right. I uh, – yeah, that wasn't, you know, an option for me. Like um, – I absolutely love what I do. And so, you know, it wasn't going to be a matter of um, you take a year off and come back to it. That that wasn't the space I was in, maybe because I had those couple of months to reflect and, and dig deep on the things that I wanted to. But um, 
it hadn't crossed my mind not to. Um, I think what I learned the most about my life is like, I like to do hardship with a group of people, and I like that more than anything. And so standing right on it at the games on the line, 30 seconds left, like I love that more than anything. And so not being a part of that connection and being a part of the team, uh, that was as hard as anything of being out. And so I love that more than anything, and that's why I coach. I love teaching. But doing hard things together, man, and you went in when the game's right online, like, I love that more than anything. And so that's why I do what I do, and I love, you know, helping develop players. So it was never a, uh, you know, something that I didn't want to continue to do. How do you get guys to play hard for you? Well, I think, uh, one, they play hard for each other you know, first. And that's, to me, where it always comes down to, you know, the guys that you play together and you look back, you know, years later, it's like, man, I, I covered kicks with that guy. I played defense with that guy. Those are those connections. And uh, that's, to me, where it stems. It's one thing to be close with their coach, with me, but that connection that they have together on the field, on those game days and playing so hard for one another, that's the accountability player to player that you look too. So they don't want to let their teammate down. And so like straining and going for it and their connection together, to me, the best teams have been really good in the locker room first because they just don't want to let the dude right next to him down. The draft is over now. It's time to develop this class. Based on your experience, how important is the existing locker room, the group that these guys are rejoining and kind of looking to learn from to for that draft class to reach its full potential? Yeah, I think it's huge. And one of the questions I generally would ask is, what would you have given as a rookie for someone to tell you and take you under your wing you know, when you first arrived here of, you know, how's this going to go down? What do we need to do? And if you asked them, they'd say almost anything to have that kind of support from one another. So um, this current group of guys are going to be playing some, you know, whether it's rookies or the new free agents that are part of it. So I think it's extremely important to have some player-led leadership towards one another. That same connection I was just talking about player to player and how important that is, those are built during the times now where you do the workouts and in camp and at practice. So it's going to be a huge part of it. What type of player leadership do you think your defense has? Or is that something that, as a newcomer, you need to wait and see and, and hope for the best? Well, I think you have to put some plans in place, um, but I do think there's some excellent leaders here. You know, we just, you know, I spoke about Dak just a moment ago, but I've certainly been impressed by a number of the guys already that I've spoken with. But until those interactions happen without the coaches, you know, like I'm, I'm not part of those right now. And so seeing how hard guys are working here, I was uh, very impressed by that. So, um, just knowing how important it is, you can feel it from them. You, you know, their intensity for it. The you know, we're putting in the system together, and the questions that come up, like they're in it, and you can feel that. And so, um, to me, that's a great first step. And then now, how much can they relentlessly compete over the next six or seven weeks to put this package together to connect the collaboration? It's a big part of it. Well, this is, you know, just look eight guys on defense. You know, we look at the size. Big corners, big guys. This is a Dan Quinn draft. How much impact? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dallas Cowboys draft, uh, but. You know, what I can tell you, and like I said, I was glad with the process. I still would have been happy if we came in here and they had 
you know, eight offensive players and three guys. So I was, I was happy with the process and it just how it, you know the board fell. I'm sure the guys you probably visited with them already, but having um, players with the skill sets that now it's up to us. Okay, to all the unique things that a player has. Now you want to put them in a position where they can utilize those things. So I'm looking forward to find out what some of the superpowers are of what some of the guys have, and then create them and put them in the roles to have the responsibilities for that. I guess I would say that you were part of the fix the defense. It, it, it was bad last year. And they spent a lot of resources and freedoms to draft a fix of defense. And that's kind of what I'm saying. That's all tailored to help you do <laughs> I that. think it's, you know, tailored towards us uh, playing, being the best versions of us. And uh, I'm so pumped to be a part of that. Like I said, what do I like doing? Like doing things together as a group. And so getting this whole defense connected, player to player, coach to coach, coach to player, all of that, um, that's all part of my role. And uh, it's one that I like a lot. And so I'm looking forward to getting these guys connected and having a common mindset of how we want to play and what we want to be about. And I hope when all of our fans and friends and family watch us play, they're like, man, these guys, they can get it on. And, and uh, they're, they're down for the long haul. And, and uh, the toughness, the speed, the physicality shows up every time we go. Dan, can you tell fans who they're getting in terms of you? Because there's different perceptions in you. There's some fans that's the perception of he was the great defensive coordinator that won a Super Bowl. Then there's fans that look at you and say here's a guy that went to the Super Bowl, had a lead, couldn't get it done, and stayed out with the Falcons, and, and that he was a part of the guy that was here with the watermelon kick. So who who are fans getting in Dan Quinn? <laughs> well, um, much like a player, I guess uh, I have to prove it. And what I would say is, um, you know, what you can count on from me is somebody that's, you know, real specific and how we're going to go about it and get after it. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to proving that the very best competitive moments in my life have come from prove it moments. And uh, like all competitors, I, I very much enjoy doing that. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. What made you want to get into this business in the beginning? Why, why go down this path? You know, when I first um, was coming up, I grew up in, in New Jersey, about you know 20 miles west of Manhattan. I wanted to teach and coach, and uh, that was you know kind of the the vision I had for it. I loved, you know, I played a bunch of sports, but I wanted to teach and coach. I went to college. I was an elementary ed major, and then my very first job, you know, I was got my teaching certificate. But then as I got into college, I thought, well, I'd like to take this further and you know do it as a full time thing, and did that in college for six years. And then when the opportunity came to the NFL, I kind of thought. Well, that's you know, you know the highest in our profession and that we can get to. And so I wanted to go after it as hard as I could. I love the connection. I love to teach. I love the competition. So it's I guess all of those things wrapped up. I think the first part of my job is teaching, and then developing a player to say, all right, this is where we're at, and how do we get to this spot? And there's a lot of steps along the way, but we're not going to skip one of the rungs to get there. Like, man, we're going to stay on the process to get us there. But uh, I guess, like at the end, like I said, I love doing uh, things as a, with a group together. But uh, it's nice to know early in life I found what I wanted to do, and then uh, you know, just I never had any other option. I said if I probably did something else, it would have been in the military, probably for that same thing that I was. I was so much love being a part of a team. And so I think those would have been the two things that uh, would have lit me up the most. Was it tough for you to do the, the 360 look back on your scheme, look back at how you do things, or was that just an easy thing to do? No, it wasn't easy because I, I didn't want just, you know, all the things, hey, keep doing what you're doing or, you know, that. So I wanted um, I wanted real feedback, you know, like like most competitors and, and players where they say, like, hey, I want, you know, the, I wanted to get to the truth of things that went well, and I wanted to get to the truth of things of, like, hey, man, this could have been done better. And so otherwise, 
you know, some of the pain of going through it wouldn't have been worth it. And so I wanted to make sure, like, that I learned from this and I grew from this and I could apply it to, the, you know, to my opportunity here in Dallas. And so I'm certainly glad that I did do that. Um, like I said, it wasn't the easiest process to go through, but I'm for damn sure glad that I did it. And uh, I can already tell you it's made me a better coach just by having that feedback. I've learned a lot from players through the years, and I've been super fortunate to coach um, a lot of good ones. And so looking back, I wanted to have that type of interaction, you know, and that's also talking to players that you may have cut or maybe even a coach that you had to, you know, move on from. But having that kind of feedback, that was super important to me, and I really respect and appreciate, you know, the people helping me on that big project. The best leaders that you've been around are the locker room leaders, players. What traits did they have? What were their actions that you saw? Yeah, I think number one, like authenticity. And uh, you've got to be, you know, who you are because uh, you can't just step out there one day and then step back. And so the very best leaders that I've been um, around were ones that was like, man, you can count on this to be the same today and tomorrow. Um, and they get close and connect with people. And so. Because as a leader, you have to say, you know, some things that can be uncomfortable, but you have to be willing to say them. It doesn't mean you have to say them in an uncomfortable way, but you got to be able to say them. So I think the authenticity, the honesty, um, that comes out. And uh, whether you're a mentor or a leader, you do have to give the feedback. And uh, you have to walk that walk, you know, like you can't, hey, well, I want to do this. And, you know, then you don't do it the very next day. So I think, like, you know, relentlessly being consistent. I know that's not a very sexy word, but it's really hard to do. And uh, most of the very good leaders I've been around have had that. Dan, what's the advantage of bringing in Joe Vid and bringing your D-line coach guys that already understand exactly what you know, that you don't have to coach the coaches? Right. And I think, uh, well, one, I think they're excellent teachers. And uh, that's one of the things I look for, um, you know, as a coach to say, I want to be part of a developmental staff, meaning we're going to take every single player as far as we can. And both Joe and Adden uh, had those, you know, attributes going in. I've seen it firsthand, uh, you know, taking somebody from step one all the way, you know, to where we want to get to. Um, and then there were some excellent coaches that were here. And so, you know, I was fortunate, you know, to know and get to visit with the guys that were here. And so, you know, a guy like George and, you know, Al Harris or Kat, you know, the guys that were here and having a chance to, to merge that group. And, and that was a big piece of it. But I would say they also understand, like we had talked about with the players, you know, behind the scenes, hey, this is what Dan may mean on this. And so, like most relationships, it takes, you know, some time to get going. The first couple meetings, it was slow. So, okay, man, like sitting on our hands, that's not going to be the answer here. So, like, let's push it and force it. And uh, we've had excellent dialogue, conversations. There's a big background. Think about 150 years of experience on the defensive staff. And so I wanted to dig into that and find it because um, it wasn't going to be just one way that we do it and so this offseason putting this package together it's been a good collaboration and Mike's been a part of that as well you know I wanted to hear his insight and what was hard from the quarterback's viewpoint and I don't think I've ever had that on the defensive side putting the package together and so you can imagine what an advantage that is for me to say does this make a difference to this no but this would okay that's now in <laughs> so I am looking forward to uh, you know putting this whole thing together you know what, man, I've uh, learned, you know, be where your feet are. And uh, in the past, I've maybe even as I was a D-line coach, I was chasing, I just wanted to be a D-coordinator. I've been a D-line coach in the NFL. And 
where as a defense coordinator, I just like I've had way more fun and way more success when I was just trying to crush it where I was and having a blast. So um, where I'm at right now, I'm enjoying it and just like honestly just want to be right where my feet are and kicking ass and having a blast with this crew and this team and this organization. We've heard former, former players of yours talk about your energy and, and you as a teacher. How hands-on are you as a teacher in the, in the defensive coordinator role? Do you kind of try to leave a lot of that to your position? No, I, it, and it probably goes back to like why I want to, you know, so badly. Why didn't I not want to sit out? Because the time on the field, you know, that's the best part of the week for me, you know, in the preparation phase. I like teaching in the classroom, but the on the field work, in the drill work, that part is. Um, uh, it's priceless for me because you can give instant feedback to somebody to, about their technique, about where they're at, and uh, having that energy, man, that's the best. So uh, I love being hands-on with the guys. Um, I'll be involved in the drill work with them. Um, but I want to feel them. I want to know them. And uh, it's the only way I can do that is to build those relationships with them and spend some time with them. That's in the meetings. That's you know out on the field. It's in the locker room. It's everywhere. And so um, I haven't been able to do that yet, you know, because of the you know where we're at. So um, you know, speed dating online isn't isn't all it's cracked up to be, you know. So <laughs> the uh, the best part of of coaching. <laughs> is really, you know, for me anyway, is, is these connections. And uh, they're lifelong with players. And so I still keep up with guys that I coached um, in the 90s and the 2000s and last year. So um, I enjoy that a lot. And so I'm looking forward to building some relationships with the guys here. You got a bunch of bonds with the coaches. And have you talked to Foster at all about the watermelon kick? Uh, it was playing. Uh, when I first got here, wow. and then, then Zeke ran over one guy, and I was like, "Hey, man, can we take this game off?" You know, like, <laughs> and like I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm like, "In this part of the reason I'm here," you know. So I was like, "So um, yeah, what?" A, it was just it was, it was honestly a fantastic you know kick by the guy, and so um, uh, but no, we we didn't have a lot of you know conversation about it. Do you plan to spend more time in defensive line room, just giving your expertise yes. and background there? Yep. And that. Yeah, no, that's where um, I think you always want to have, you know, the, where can you make the, the most impact? And so for me and my background, um, that's the spot. And so I look forward to doing that. How are you structuring your time allocation there? Will you be in the meetings? How regularly are you going to be on the field when they're in individuals or what is that? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll be in a number of, you know, different spots, depending on the day or the emphasis of that day or the things that we're trying to hit on. So um, meeting-wise now, I'm in all three position groups just, you know, this day I'm working on this. And, you know, the night before I'll discuss, hey, I'm going to be in the first 10 on this part. I'd like to hit on this. And then, hey, Joe, I'm going to come into the DBs when you get to this spot. And so because those meetings are online, so it's pretty easy to structure which parts you want to be a part of at the moment but um, I do some meetings with the overall group and then they split up you know from there so um, there's a lot of ways that I'm doing it on the field it'll be a little bit of the same there'll be days I'll be with the D-line other times I'll be you know with the DBs so it just depends it's it's also how I get connected with the guys you'll be tilted toward the D-line though a little bit yeah what's your vision for the defensive tackle also from UCLA and then that big nose tackle from uh so, um, got it. So, uh, with Osa, um, we really see him uh, impacting the team as a nickel defensive tackle, and we want to really push him as a rusher. And uh, he's got the traits and the speed to do that. And so, that's what his, you know, primary, you know, spot will be. But like I said, I'm hopeful I'll have more answers, you know, the next time we talk out in California. So, is that the next time, Rich? 
Yeah, and then uh, with uh, with Quentin, um, uh, you know, we're gonna put him out on the edge as much as we. No, I'm just kidding. He's gonna be right over the center. Sometimes here, other times right there. But uh, he's a big guy. He's got great length. He can really bend, and so he's a nose tackle. So uh, different spots for those two players and. Like all the guys, it is, I'm clear on their roles and what they can do. And now it's up to us to get them to do that spot over and over and over again. That's how you get good at it. All right, you guys have a good one. Enjoy spending time with you. Scott's going to be.